Hi, this is Kane Hodder, Victor Crowley, Jason from Friday the 13th. You're listening to WithoutYourHead.com. Station of decapitation without your head. I'm Nasty Neal. I'm treacherous Trista. We're joined by the good people here of the Good Thing Devils Do. We have writer director Jess Norbisgard. How you doing, guys? Uh, Kelly Robinson, who's a surprise guest here. (laughs) Full of surprises. Bill Overs (laughs) Jr. It's good to have you back. Linnea Quigley, also surprise guest. And Kane Hodder. Yes. He's uh, on vacation. He took time out of his vacation to be here. It's very nice. Hey, I, I just learned how to change the background yesterday, <laughs> so that's what I did. Right. Instead of my fucking garage behind me, we see something nice. All right. I was going to say it's a very impressive garage. Yes. Uh, you told me. I thought he was really there. I, <laughs> I You know, because I knew he was on vacation. I thought he was like, Really there on the beach. <laughs> the glare kind of worked for it because then it looks like the sun's hitting him. Yep. Yeah. Oh, uh, I guess, yeah. Yeah. I mean, he had it all planned, I'm sure. So uh, for people who don't know, can you explain what the Good Things Devil Do is, uh, Jess? Yeah, man. It's the uh, new it's – a, it's, it's a horror feature that was just now become available. I think it's we're up for a week now. We've been available for a week. It's a horror movie. It's a wild romp. Um, it's a vampire movie where a bunch of criminals are breaking into a home. It's a, uh, the home is occupied by Melvin, who is a curator. I guess, well, no, he's, 
He's a retired professor that's uh, getting ready to operate something he calls a museum of the macabre, and he purchases the remains of a vampire. And his wife, Louise, played wonderfully by Linnea Quigley, uh, takes the stake out and trouble ensues. And now they're all fighting each other and the vampire. Yes. Linnea, did you know Jess before the movie? No, I didn't. I had no, I didn't know him at all. And I was like so impressed by the product that he's put out. You know, this movie's really good. I appreciate it's that. great effects. And uh, I love the effects uh, with you. It's good. How many different like times did you get makeup? Cause it seems like there's different levels of makeup. Oh my gosh. Um, I had a lot of blood on me. <laughs> I remember that. Yeah. Um, Old. Only a few times, I think, uh, maybe three times, Jess, right? Of three different yeah, three levels? Different stages, yeah. yeah, three different levels, yeah. Yeah. So it wasn't that bad, you know, but it looks great. It's creepy. Yeah, it's, it's all around the whole movie, actually. All the makeup and effects are, are really well done. That's oh, yeah. And just the overall That's look great. of the movie. How did you get involved, Bill? Uh, James Suttles, the executive producer, I worked with James on a couple of pictures before, and he called me about this one, and I met Jess, and what Jess didn't mention about his movie, directors are the worst people to tell you about their movies, because they're a little shy, you know, usually, because you don't want to sound like, no, you know, this is a really fun movie. This is, when, when I was a boy, I used to, my buddies would come over, you know, and we'd stay up too late, and watch horror movies that we could both enjoy and laugh at and things like fun house uh you know things in that genre of uh, the gargoyles television movie uh, all of those this is one of those movies that you could get together with your friends have some scares and also have some fun it's like a throwback to the 80s spooky fun genre uh, and i agree with linnea it's a really good movie. And the fact that we say that with surprise tells you about our genre. Like, you always, you know, you're kind of like, well, she's going to leave me at the altar. And then when a movie's really good, you're like, oh, my God. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Which I, I need, think is why you guys are all here. I need to get this out. This is very important that I say this. Uh, James isn't here. And, and we talk about the James and Bill connection. I'll make this brief as I can. Tell me to shut up whenever I get long-winded. But when I had, I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a rookie director. So when I had approached James, I, I, it was very important that he had my trust. And I, James was instrumental in getting this film done. James was, was, was a godsend to me. I, I, I am, I'm so thankful to him. I wish he could be here. Um, but when I was having trouble casting the role of Richard, Richard was was a brutal role to cast. He had, he had a lot of gamuts, a lot of emotional ranges he had to play, and yet he had to be Cool Hand Luke and play it straight in the air. Because I was, we're taking a cartoon movie and introducing a hellborn vampire into this thing to tear the fucking thing straight in half. And I needed Richard just to be fucking cool. Um, he was a real son of a bitch in the first part of the script and probably not fleshed out well enough. And James was the one who said, I have, because Linnea and Kane were the ones I said, I have to have. This is not going to happen without Lene and Kane. I don't give a shit what we got to do to get him. We're going to get him. Uh, but who the hell am I going to get? I honestly did not think we were going to be able to get Bill. I knew about Bill from Assassins. I knew him from a friend of mine. James had said, it has to be Bill. I said, but do you really think we can get Bill? Is that going to be possible? Because this is a straight from the beginning all the way to the end. He said, I think we can work this. I think I've worked with Bill. The first conversation I had with Bill I was so worried about Richard. I mean, I was stressed. I couldn't sleep over the role of Richard. I was, I was in a panic. 
I had one conversation with phone call, Bill. Mm-hmm. Bill is a master. I mean, he is, an, uh, Bill, you are a master. And he, I got off the phone. I called James. I said, holy shit, we've got Richard. I am, I'm okay. Let's motherfucking shoot. But excuse my friend, uh, Bill <laughs> had some changes to the character. He said, listen, you've got to trust me. I said, okay. He said, I'll trust you. You trust me, Richard. Uh, uh, Richard, I called Bill Richard. I'm sorry. <laughs> Um, Bill, I think you remember that call. Beautiful call. And boy, I tell you what, he took it over and saved this film. Saved this film. It would not have happened without Bill. Well, what were some of the changes that you you saw that you wanted to do for the character? Why don't you take that? Bill? Changes that I want to change. They want to hear you, brother. You know, I always, I like the wounded monster. You know, I don't know if anybody else on this call, re- this resonates with them, but, you know, the, the kind of thing that Cheney did and that uh, early Karloff did, the, the monster who has the deep wound inside, and that's one of the reasons they are the monster. I don't like anybody, I don't trust anybody that I can't see where they've been hurt because I've been hurt myself. And so I like the mix of sensitivity and brutality together. I think it makes it scarier. So, yeah, all I wanted to do was just make sure that it was okay with Jess, that I had, while he was being a hard ass, to have some of that sensitivity in his eyes. And Jess was totally cool with it. So 99% of that character is him. And it's just my little wounded boy bit that I threw in. And I was so glad that Kane was here because we had to have a fight scene. And he could easily snap me like a toothpick. (laughs) But he didn't, and he made it look like I was actually struggling against him. So thank you, Kane. You you are a gentleman's gentleman. Well, thank you. <laughs> he could have hurt you. We were talking before we went live, uh, Kane, about your character, and uh, uh, Jess was using some wrestling terminology that you're like the real heel of the movie, the bad guy of the movie. Uh, what did you think about the role? Okay, so first of all, I want to say that Bill and I have worked with directors such as Rob Zombie in the past. And that's a pretty high standard to try and uh, live up to. And so, you know, but, but we're experienced enough to go into a project not predetermining anything. And the fact that Jess was secure enough in his directing ability to let people like Bill, myself, everyone really, inject whatever they thought might work into the character is really a sign of self-confidence. And that's the kind of director I like to work with. If you suggest something to a director, it may not work because of some storyline, and that's fine. But I would like the director to say, well, yeah, that's a great idea, but... Down the line, it's going to be this and that. So it doesn't really work in this case. But at least have the confidence to listen as a director. Some directors, especially people that haven't directed a lot, tend to think everything has to be their way. I'm the director. so. But when, when someone's secure in their ability, like Jess was, it's just a pleasure to do business that way. Thank you. Thank you. And I have to say, I have to say that the, the, when I, when I created Percy, I created Percy for Kane. Um, uh, this was, this was something that, that, that it, we had to get done. Uh, it just had to happen. 
And never in my wife, and, and I had talked to Kane. Kane and I had talked a few times before the, b- before the scenes. And, uh, and I just said, I said, I need, you know, this is what I need. And Kane said, I got, you know, Kane had this, one of the, one of the pros, pros. And I'll say this about Kane, Bill, Linnea, pros, pros. And this is one of the beautiful things about working with them. And it's easy to, to, to give them the reins because they, once they read the character, they know what it is. They know what to do. Uh, it is, it was a, it was a beautiful thing. Uh, but Kane, what he did with Percy was beyond. I, I, I had high expectations. Don't get me wrong. I, I did. But it was beyond what I had imagined. And he is so savage. And everyone is talking about this. And Kane, I swear to God, he scared the cast, the crew, but he's so sweet. Uh, <laughs> but I tell you what, it comes natural. I told him, I said, man, there's a beautiful thing about you. I think you're a son of a bitch because it comes too natural. I love it. <laughs> It's just wonderful. I and, it, and, if, and if someone on the set doesn't think I'm actually nice, I'll fucking kill them. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Oh, my God. Two members, by the way. Don't say that. <laughs> and not just in the, his, the character's violence in the movie, but the language, his language was very harsh in the movie. Well, you know, I mean, any actor will tell you when you see the final product of something and you – witness a three minute plus scene of just you talking that is almost unheard of one take. and for just to have given me that scene where there's other characters in the scene where you normally would cut to their reactions as i'm talking but he felt it was necessary to stay on me for three minutes you never get three minutes of dialogue in a movie with nobody else talking really. And it's, you know, I I just feel so fortunate because of that one scene in particular and the whole movie in general. James gets credit for this too. James, who's not here, Kane, you know, one thing we discussed is it it had to feel like the POV of the audience. Kane was literally putting his throat around the, 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 his hand around the throat of the audience. You know, I'm a, I'm a big fan of saying, if you purchase a ticket to the horror movie, you know, fuck you, we're taking you on a ride and we're not going to make it so comfortable for you. And, and, and that was all about what Kane's just strangling the audience and making us tense. Mm-hmm. Uh, back to her. That seems very violent in a way, but really it's not graphic in what you right. see. Right. I've got to jump off, but I want to oh. thank Jess and Neil and, and Kelly and Trista and, and Bill and everybody for making this movie great. Linnea, Linnea, we're going to talk so wonderfully about you. We have so much to say about you, too. Thank you, Linnea. Thank you for okay, doing this. I know you, you did. Guys. Thanks Thanks for making the time to talk to Thank you. Okay, bye. Uh, Love you guys. Love you. Uh, uh, Kelly, what was it like? Get out. <laughs> there is no escape. Anywhere. Oh, my God, there's no escape. <laughs> there's no escape. How do I do it? Oh, wait, wait, wait. There's a red button in the bottom right. There's a red button, bottom right. Let Percy come into your bedroom and help you. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) That got around. (laughs) That usually does it. Uh, Kelly, what was it like to work with Linnea as your mom? Oh, she was wonderful. She was so sweet. And I don't know, like, there was my final scene with her, which I won't give any spoilers, but, Mm. like, I knew it was my last time with her, and – they yelled cut, but we just kept just hugging and laughing just for like five minutes. Like she was great. She's just a pro and natural. And this was like, I was considered the like rookie on set, the new girl. So it was really a privilege to work with all of the people there. It was wonderful. Yeah. 
Uh, Bill mentioned the, the fight scene with you and Kane. Uh, what were your memories of that scene? That Kane didn't pull my hair hard enough. <laughs> <laughs> I will but make I up really for that. It, actually. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but let me tell you something. I don't know if I told you this, Jess. You know, I, I, I did a, uh, I guess, a memorabilia store signing yes. a couple weeks ago in uh, Greenville. Right. my city. And as I drove up to the store, there was a big line, which is great because people are really ready for us to come back to conventions and stuff, which right. was nice. Everybody's wearing masks and everything, so that was fine. But outside the store, there was the woman that owned the car that uh, we used in the movie and that Bill... Bill, no. no. damage to. Bill's like, no, don't. Bill's like, don't say it. But she had photos from the set all over the car for fans to go look at, and evidently she wasn't even on the set. No, no, because she was in the hospital or something, right? She yeah, was. So, yeah, that was that was fun seeing the car again and everything because I did, I did use it also. You sure did. You, Bill, and Mary Catherine O'Donnell, who brilliantly played Mouse, by the way. Yeah, you guys were, you guys were uh, the bad guys rolling up, man. Uh, I'm, I'm obviously Neil and and, and Tristan. I'm Tristan. I'm, I'm lucky, beyond lucky, to have Bill Kane and Linnea. I mean, they 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 carried it. But I got to tell you, everyone, I was so lucky. Everybody did such a wonderful job. Uh, you mentioned all three. I also want to say all three are really in the movie because I won't name any names, but sometimes you see a movie and it has uh, a name from, you know, like a horror icon in it. And they're really, it's most like a cameo, which is fine. Like, but Like me in Wishmaster. <laughs> I had two or three lines and I was killed and that's it. That's it. But yes, I understand what you're saying. Yeah. And it's nice to have a more significant role. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Tristan, did you have a question? I'm wondering if Bill Kane and Linnea all knew each other previously. I did not know that. I did not. I figured, I mean, I wouldn't have been surprised by this. This is a, this is a very loyal and a loving industry, especially genre, I mean. Um, so I'm not surprised by that, but I didn't know that. So I thought that was pretty cool. Did, did all three of you meet um, on movies or was it was like, like Kane and Linnea, did you guys know each other from the movies or was it a like long time ago? Yeah. Maybe? I can't remember what was the first thing we did, but we've known each other for many years. And then Bill, I I believe if that if I'm correct, we met through conventions. Did we not? That's right. And then we were both in a couple of pictures, uh, Death House, which, by the way, you were awesome in <laughs> Death House. Came that was a hell of a performance. Uh, um, and yeah. then, of course, I uh, worked with Rob Zombie before this. But I, I agree with what Kane says because you know I'm. Obviously, I'm on a much smaller level, but I, I know just what he's saying. You get brought in for a couple of days, and sometimes you book in the movie. You might be in the last scene, the first scene. You do a couple of lines, um, and then people get pissed because if they follow your stuff and they watch the movie, right. they're like, well, you should have been in it more. And you're like, dude, I just show up and, you know, I just do my job. They, they should have had me in the movie more <laughs> and I don't care like, I know. <laughs> so I, I appreciated Jess having um, all of us and giving everybody major roles 
and doing things that we don't normally do. I've, I've read uh, a couple of reviews of this have said that uh, Kane Hodder should play human beings more. Mm-hmm. That was important. That, wow. that he's That's far superior as a human being than as a monster. Well, you know, what's, what's nice is that, you know, Bill, you've been a trained actor for many years and every, most everyone else in the film is an actor. I, I'm a stunt guy for 43 years now, and I only started acting because of playing Jason. And then people started saying, well, we could get a name in our movie from horror, give him a dialogue part. And, I, you know, so I started slowly doing that. But I've never been trained as an actor in any way. Most people, like everybody else in this movie, is a trained actor. I'm just, you know, a guy that maybe observed talented actors on the set working and maybe absorbed some of that or something. I don't know. Yeah, I was going to ask that. Like, when you said about not being a trained actor, would you say that some of the actors you worked with were helpful? Like uh, like you said, oh, absorbing sure. and then watching? The, the one that I always give the most credit to is I was a stunt coordinator on a movie called Monster with Charlize Theron. She won an Oscar for that role. And because I was a stunt coordinator, I was sitting around the set a lot, observing. And I would just make it my job to watch her in between sets, in between scenes. Because not many people on a movie set have that luxury because they have other jobs to do. But if there's no stunts involved, I can sit there and just observe what she's doing in between scenes. And I think that was the best training I could have ever had. You know, I want to mention uh, Darius Rucker III. Who, uh, David Ru- Darius Rucker is a different guy. Uh, David, David Rucker III, who was a... Uh, Darius Rucker. I'd like to kill him in a movie. Just saying. Just saying. by the way. <laughs> Uh, he was great. I also like his sweater in the movie. Sweater is uh, made by Kelly Wilson Robinson, who has helped us beyond measure before the film, during the film. She's helped with wardrobe. She's uncredited, but she did a lot of things. She built this. She made the sweater from scratch, not from scratch, but you know, she bought the sweater and then made the made the pumpkin decals. Um, Which a pumpkin is behind uh, behind Jess's head, but his, his head is blocking at the moment. Uh, yes, this is Danny's. Danny's pumpkin. And the pumpkin head were, uh, were Bill and uh, David Rucker. Bill, Bill, why don't you? So I, let me just profess my love for David Rucker. David Rucker came out of nowhere. I had someone else who was absolutely convinced this was going to play this role. David Rucker was not to be denied. He was funny. He was talented. He was uh, uh, really willing to come into this thing. Uh, he, had the, he had a very heavy, heavy, heavy load of, of, of he had a shit ton of dialogue. Um, and his job was not easy. Um, he came in here, his chemistry with, with Bill. Bill took Bill, Bill literally gra- essentially took him by the hand and, and just ushered him into this thing and, and, and took care of him. And they were, I loved them together personally. Uh, Bill, what do, you, what do you have to say about David? Well, David's um, a theater actor, and uh, um, he translated beautifully to film. He's done film before, but he's also very, very strong in theater. What I thought he brought to it that really helps the movie is this sort of Fright Night vibe, mm. which I've always really, really liked. You know, that sort of, you're not 
you're not completely tongue in cheek, but just having a little fun. His character has a twinkle in his eye because he really loves his horror museum. That's right. And he reminds me of the, the people I grew up with, like uh, Forrest Ackerman, who ran the famous yeah. Monster Ackerman, Film Magazine. Yeah. And, and all of those people who had fun with monster puns. And, you know, the kids in the neighborhood always loved the monster guy who had the model monsters and the books. And, and that's what David brought to the movie for me was – He's like the ultimate horror fan, his character, having fun in this horror movie. And then, just like in Fright Night, real-life horror comes to him. And that's a vibe that um, horror fans, I think, really like. I know I do. Me too. Yeah. And then, since you bring that up, kind of like the old-school vibe, I, I mentioned this before we went live, was uh, the theremin in, in the uh, – in the score of the movie, which is, it just gives you that old, that old feeling from like a, you know, like I say a B movie, but from like a, you know, a B movie. It was one of the first things I had mandated. I said, we're going to have theremin. We're going to have a shit ton of it. We are what we are. We're going to live by the sword or we're going to die by the sword. Not everyone's going to like devils. Uh, but we got lots of theremin. We have this, this kooky Halloweeny spooky soundtrack that gets pretty serious at times when, when masquerade who's by the way, is played by Veronica Stoikova really I'm wonderful. Yeah. So well. Um, we, when it gets more serious, when, when, when Bill and, and David are facing off, uh, we still keep it. And, and even though we bring into the, the big, you know, pipe organs, we have the Theramon. It's, it's, it's part of the identity of this film. Yeah. And the opening animation too, because I think, um, the, the title sequences is a, is kind of a lost thing and you don't see it a lot in movies, but, uh, it's always something I, I love, and I, I like to see that here. In the, the, who did the animation? It's, it's Justin good. Boring. His name is Justin Boring on Facebook. He's Justin Born Boring. Boring? Uh, <laughs> is a it's an unfortunate last name. Yeah, it really is. <laughs> he is a horror geek. Uh, he is anything but boring. Boy, he's hardwired, and he's, yeah. he's, 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 he's the Energizer Bunny. Mm -hmm. uh, a, a horror fan to the core. He and I in the seventh grade together, by the way, wrote two short stories. I was expelled from the seventh grade. <laughs> they told me I had need, and this is a true story, I true needed story. to get a, a psychiatric help. I had to get a psychiatrist to let, <laughs> allow me back in seventh grade. Miss Rand, uh, wait, Miss Rand, go fuck yourself. Um, yeah, but, uh, but he was there, he was there. And I told him a long time ago, I said, you're going to draw for my movie one day. And he did, he was fucking thrilled. He's brilliant, but he's wonderful. Yeah. Now, wait, can I say one thing yeah, about this? That, that one scene that I always talk about, that three-minute scene of me talking, yeah. there are some very subtle music cues in that. And I love the fact that music wasn't tried to be overdone. Right. Because sometimes it's just, it, it ruins the whole thing if you bring in a boom-boom, you know. Right. And, and I just love, there's one particular sound or music cue that I just love. I watch the scene over and over because of that cue, not because of me. Which I just one? love that cue. Which one? Which one? It's, um, I mean, it's, like, it's about like that. a third of the way through. I, I, it's just a dun dun type thing. And it just adds to what I'm saying and doesn't distract from what I'm saying. If anyone's out there watching and you need someone to do handle a score for you, his name is Neil Lee Griffin. Now, I helped him with this one, but he does not need my help. He is a genius. His name is Neil Lee Griffin, and he's wonderful, wonderful. Very happy with what he did. 
what, what did you think of the finished movie? Because obviously, you know, and you're on set making it, but uh, when you see it with the score and how it's edited, it's a completely different thing than when you're filming. Of course. I mean, for me, I was pleasantly surprised because, you know, it's not a big budget movie. So you, you hope things are going to come out the way you want them to, but often they don't because of budgetary constraints. Right. So the fact that it did come out to be something I liked, I was very happy because, you know, uh, Bill and I have been around a long time. We've done a lot of films and a lot of times big budget movies, even you are so excited to see it in the theater. And then it flies. That's right. And you know, um, Neil, to piggyback on what Kane said, the horror is a family, right? We're a big family of misfits and they're really forgiving. I first met Kane at a convention in Germany called Weekend of Hell. And, and Kane, I watched how you interacted with fans. And some of them would tell you, you know, hey, I like this. I didn't like this. I didn't like. But it was like they were talking to a family member, right? Like they're not afraid of uh, they're not afraid of opening up because they feel like you're a part of their family. So right. for a movie like this to come out well, it's like a gift to the family. Right. So it's, I'm pleased, and I want to encourage horror fans, if you dig the movie, to share it with other members of the horror family. Because, you know, indie films don't have a lot of huge marketing money. We really depend on word of mouth. But I'm with Kane. I was really pleasantly surprised with the good things Devils do. And I, and I hope that doesn't sound condescending, like, I'm some kind of big shot, but I just, you know, I've been doing this 43 years and I've, I've seen movies come and go and that I love when I'm like, Oh wow, that is better than I expected. And that's the case here. It doesn't sound condescending at all. And I can tell you, Neil and Trista, I'll just, I'll, I'll, I'll try to be brief here. I understand. But it was extremely important to me. Uh, and I, I told James this. This is our mission statement going in. And I was working with Kelly in the pre-production. And uh, I was harping, this, harping on this with her, too, as I said, uh, yeah, I'm a fan. I mean, I'm a horror fan. I grew up with this. I, I, when I saw when Survival of the Dead, or not Survival, but The Land of the Dead was playing at the movie theaters, I, I cried because George Romero was back. And the movie sucked. But, you know, it, it was George Romero doesn't. He's a god. And he's one of my one of my love directors, but, but I cried. I'm a fan first. So it was really important that we just made something for the, for, for the fans. It, it just, just fun. We just want to be fun. Can, you, can have, or you can enjoy yourself. I have to ask you something, Jess, what, what gave you the uh, confidence that I could play a role like Percy? Because I'm a stunt man, you know, I, and maybe I've done a few things here and there and stuff, but you know, I could have flopped. I knew, <laughs> I, I, I knew you wouldn't uh, 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 talking to you on the phone. Um, talking to you on the phone, you know, you and I talked about that dialogue. But Kane, you're like you're you. When I was listening to you, number one, you have this authoritative voice, and and this voice, I I, I told James, I said his voice is something that should be utilized. Shame on the people who are not using this. This is this is a the voice that can scare you. This is a voice that's authoritative. It's a voice. It, it, it can command. Uh, your stature is scary, but your voice, but you're natural. When you, when you were talking to me on the phone, all I needed you to do is just be Kane and, and read the damn dialogue, which was nasty dialogue. And by the way, people, Kane was so brilliant. Like, like that dialogue, he just, it didn't need, it didn't need any kerosene, but he doused it on there. Right? <laughs> and, uh, 
and well, lit that son of a bitch on fire. And, and now it looks like I was mentioning that to, <laughs> for a compliment. But <laughs> yeah, you mean that yeah. at all? But you know, you know, well, as yeah. a as a stunt man, you think you're going to be a stunt man for the rest of your life. And when people like you give me an opportunity to show another side, it's just really appreciated. Well, you remember I told you I said you're an actor, King. You're an actor. And I'll bet you that after this movie has been out, that other directors will say, oh, I should have done that. And then there'll be more Kane as Kane. I I know that I, I, as a horror fan, I want to see more of what Kane Hodder did in The Good Things Devils Do. I want to see more of that because it was scary as shit. (laughs) It was cathartic and emotionally satisfying to me as a horror (laughs) fan to see Kane live in that sadism. And Kane, I hope you're okay with me saying that. <laughs> no, of course. I am, I am just flattered by it because you are an established actor and I'm kind of a, you know, a stunt guy that started doing lines. So I appreciate that kind of sentiment. Neil and Trista, and I, I, I'm, can I ask them something? Because this is something that, 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 I, that I never really got to ask them. We were so busy. And then, of course, you know, they're coming for their days and then they're flying back out to their respective places. Kelly, uh, uh, you know, w- when I was getting her in here, I was like, listen, you're going to be working with Kane and Bill. This is going to be great exposure. And, and these guys are pros. And one thing that I was so happy about, especially with like, Kelly being dainty and, and, and uh, playing Caroline and Bill and Kane in the stature differential between all of them in this fight. I was petrified that this fight wouldn't work. I was very scared. Um, they were brilliant. Can like, like Kane, Bill, Kelly, can you guys like, like, how was that for you? Like, like, like what, what was that in the, this big fight scene with, with this, this, this Hulk? It was my favorite scene to film actually. The big chest bump, big guy, you know, Kane coming in and then back bend over the chair. Or I'll probably shouldn't give all that away, but you know, it was a great, it was a great scene for me. <laughs> I enjoyed it. I just did what dad I just did what daddy told me to do, daddy being Kane. <laughs> because the man has been doing stunts for decades and he knows what he's doing. So I did exactly what he said to do. And he even gave me little tips on, I'm really bad at selling. I can, I can, I have a hard time selling a punch that where I've been hit and Kane helped me and gave me some things that I'm going to keep with me forever. I thought that scene came out really well. So Jess, you had one of the world's top stunt coordinators (laughs) and horror icon actors in the same person in Kane on the set. So could be better. And Bill Oberst. I mean, I mean, has seen you guys, it was like, it was like Godzilla versus King Kong, you know, Godzilla versus Radon. I mean, I mean, shit. I mean, that was, that was, I was marking out wrestling term, by the way. I was, uh, I was, uh, I was having a great time. (laughs) They got a pop from Kane. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There you go, Neil. You mentioned, uh, you know, being a stuntman many times. So I, I assume being a stuntman, you're not really afraid of, like, physical stuff. But when you started to do acting without a mask, without, you know, you're there, people see you, was that scary to you? Well, that part of it wasn't because even though it's without a mask, I wasn't usually at the beginning saying too much. So it was kind of like still the same type of characters that I've been playing with a couple lines thrown in. 
So it was a kind of a gradual progression into more dialogue. So it, you know, and like I've always said that I never expected to sign an autograph in my life. As a stunt person, you don't ever expect for something like that to happen. So once I started doing that because of a physical role, I was like, you know, I really have to do whatever I can in every role, whether I have one line or, you know, trying to carry a movie. So it just, you know, progressed slowly, which is probably the best way for me. It's real quick too. You said about, you know, uh, you never thought you'd do an autograph or something like that. Uh, do you think the internet started to get more recognition for, for um, stunt people and, and people who play the monster who you might not, who might oh, not get a lot sure. of credit? No, no doubt. I mean, it was still happening before that somewhat, but that just exacerbated the whole thing for sure. Um, people were able to talk about, you know, who, who played this mask guy in, in, in the movie and so-and-so, and then, you know, you do an appearance and more people know your name, and, you know, it gradually built up from there. Uh, do you guys have anything to say about uh, Mary who plays Mouse? Oh, yeah. She, does. <laughs> she was awesome because we were all bloody and it was really cold. And I ain't bitching, but it was really cold. <laughs> and Jess, the, Jess's go-to comment when makeup would say, looks good to me, Jess would say, blood him up. <laughs> Just blood him up. I want it to be fucking slick. I want it to see. And we used the dark black slick blood. And so, yeah, she had, uh, Mouse had, I think, more blood on her than anybody else. She was oh, yeah. just dripping with it, and uh, her fingers are knives, and she is a really, really strong actress and a team player. She was ready for anything. Yes. The whole cast was just really a, a, a go-to, get it done, you're cold, you're wet, you're bloody, but we're going to make the movie. It was a fun movie to shoot, as I remember it. Right, it was. For sure. She was, uh, she was very dainty, very quiet-spoken, talks like this. And in the interview, she auditioned well. But I remember telling her, I said, I said Mary, I said, you know, this is, she's punk rock. We're, uh, we're doing the throwback to uh, the homage to Trash from Return of the Living Dead with a hair. Um, I said, can you scream? I need you to scream. There's a scene where you're going to just go ham on, the, on, the, on Masquerade. And, and, so, and so to credit... Kelly and James. Kelly was involved in some pre-production. She was helping us out a lot because she's local. Uh, and they were bas basically saying, it's Mary. It's got to be Mary. And I said, yeah, she might be the better actor, but, you know, can she be hardcore? And I said, if she doesn't give me a fucking scream here, I'm going with the other one. So I told her, I said, I need you to scream. And boy, she gave it to me. And she told me in her very sweet little voice, she said, I know you don't, I know you're worried I can handle this, but I'm going to shove this down your throat. Boy, did she. She, I cannot see anyone else playing Mouse. Mary is fire. Or, uh, Mary Catherine O'Donnell. Uh, yeah, Mary was on fire. She was energy. She was brilliant. And a lot of the fans, the, the people who've been watching the movie, say Mouse is one of their favorite characters. So that's a testament to her. Mm -hmm. uh, Tristan, do you have another question? I don't have a question. I do have a contribution. Kane, I have actually seen your documentary, 
And um, I was really struck by your tenacity and your humility and your profundity. And I was really shocked to watch this film and see a completely different character. So uh, as, as charmed I, uh, as I am by your humility, um, anyone who has been through what you have been through and is still making movies and doing it so well should take themselves very seriously. I, I'm super impressed. I, I, it's hard to even respond to that. I appreciate that very much. I just told my story knowing that a lot of people have difficult stories within their lifetimes and the response I've gotten from people like that is just tremendous. And, you know, even if it's not the same, you know, situation, I was burned. I was in a shit hospital for a long time and not taken care of correctly, but someone else that has had a, a, a maybe a totally different medical situation knows how it is to go through day after day after day of no improvement. And, you know, people relate to that. So that's why I was so happy that uh, Derek Dennis Herbert wanted to tell my story. And I'll be honest with you, at the beginning, I wasn't sure if I wanted to talk about everything because I have an image of a badass, basically, right? So I was wondering if me talking about things that made me cry on camera was good for my image. And of course, without exception, everyone reacted very well to that because so many people have similar situations that they can um, relate to with that. So thank you for saying that. I appreciate it. I'm glad I told my story. I've had some really good uh, responses to it, you know, where people said one woman in particular, I'm not going to mention her name or where she is, but she knows. She told me that she was on the verge of suicide because of her situation. And after watching my story, it convinced her not to do that. So how do you not feel amazingly uh, touched by something like that? So thank you anyway for saying that. Yeah. And, and, there, and, and there it is, the, the wounded monster. The strength is always in the wound because I believe that people have this existential wound that we're born with. There's a hole in our soul when we're born. And the, the, the core of life is suffering. The core of life is not extravagant joy. The core of life is suffering. Mm. And one of the things that this genre can do, and all the great figures and all the great actors and all the revered love people in it have the wound that Cain was just talking about. And that woman saw that wound. She saw that vulnerability. And she said, if he can do it, I can do it. That, that's what good horror and good horror actors and figures in this genre do. We help people face the fact that we're all going to suffer in life and ultimately we all die and we all cease to exist. That's what horror is about, right. I think. And, and, and in all the years I've been doing this for 43 years, and, you know, I, I said it in the documentary, but um, the nicest, most genuine people that I have met personally, this is just my experience, 
are people that play the most horrific, violent characters in films. And they're always the easiest to talk to. And the people that are the biggest assholes are the motherfucking comedians sometimes. You want to love them, but they're such pricks in real life. So <laughs> that's my experience. I'm not saying that's always the case. Right. That's my experience in yeah. 43 years. Yeah. yeah that's real quick. And the no, first time I'm not going to mention the name. All right. All right. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. Uh, I know you got the pumpkin there. Who Did you film the movie in your house? No, no. Um, a little, little cameo here, by the way. You just come in, come and say hello, kiddo. Come and say hello, and then and I said the pumpkin. Once you put that on, pumpkin is uh, Maddox Robinson, played by uh, Kelly's son, who's here as well. Um, so he's just going to say hello. Uh, the pumpkin was filmed in location in Brevard. Uh, we we did the normal thing. We scouted for locations. We found a great location, and that's where we shot it. Very cool. Yeah. It's that's good to cool. see you again. It's scaring me, man. <laughs> it's scaring me a little bit. Before Tristan mentioned, it was nice to see, you know, it kind of made us feel like Halloween because we don't not sure what Halloween's going to be like this year. But uh, I thought it was cool in the movie because you show some people trick-or-treating, and it, it was really only a few people, but it really made it seem like there was a lot of people, which I think added a lot of production value to the movie. That's that's uh, that's all Tamara Hopkins, one of James's, uh, one of James's right-hand weapons in production. Um, uh, James and Tamara are, are, are so amazing at what they did. And, and we were, we were thrilled. I got to sit back and do nothing. That was all them. That was, she just, she did it all. She did it all. Richard, by the way, did a brilliant job in choking Maddox out. Here. <laughs> and Richard, like so concerned about my reaction. I'm like, you're good. Go for it. Just do it. He's like, mom, it's yeah. okay. <laughs> he was, he was really good. He was really spooky with that pumpkin head on. Yeah, yeah there's nothing like a creepy kid in a pumpkin head. <laughs> <laughs> now that's a, that's I've always a said that. <laughs> right, that old line again. <laughs> <laughs> that old line. Uh. Uh, and, uh, anything about uh, Veronica who plays Masquerade? Well, let me just say this about Veronica. Veronica, when we cast for Veronica, we that was the widest net. It was the widest net. It was, um, um, we, uh, we, uh, we auditioned, I think, over 100. Uh, wow. I can't remember. It was a lot. It was a lot. Veronica got it five seconds in. Um, we were we were obviously looking for a certain a, a certain uh, type of actor, and we were like, well, let's try to force the issue. I knew Veronica was it. Um, she was a pro's pro. Kane can tell you, boy. Uh, uh, Kane and Veronica were, were, were Veronica was stiff. When I say stiff, it's a pro wrestling term. It's a it's 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 when she was throwing hits and throwing punches, she wasn't holding back much. Um, and 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 the battle between she and Kane turned out wonderfully. And she was just she you know she was she was menacing the entire way through. And she was all day in makeup, all day cold, all day miserable, That's very so unpleasant much. on wonderful but unpleasant demeanor because she was keeping this masquerade, this just anger all the time. And um, I, I just, I just, she was terrific. She but but also physically capable, which oh, was nice for me uh, with the stunt background. When you work with an actor that kind of has a good sense of how to make physical stuff look right, then it's just easy. Um, 
I, I don't know if you guys watch the Impractical Jokers. I know of the show. show. I did their movie with them because Q is a buddy of mine. <laughs> and Paula Abdul was in the movie, and she's tiny. And uh, she, I was a stunt coordinator and playing the bodyguard of her. And she had to clothesline Sal in one scene. And I thought I'd get a stunt double because I wanted it to look really violent. And she was like a little put off by that. Why do you need a stunt double? I can do it. And I was like, well, I just want it to be violent. And she goes, stand there. She gave me a forearm to the chest that almost knocked me down. And I said, okay, you're doing it. So that was the same type of situation with devils is that she was able to do the physical stuff so well it was just a pleasure to work in that capacity with her. Yeah. And by the way, the, the name itself, I think, is a great name. It caught my attention right away, even before I saw who was in it or anything, the, the good things devils do. It's not yeah. generic at all. Good, good. Uh, that, was, uh, that was all about, you know, Richard is, is, is the lead uh, uh, and Mary and the Mouse. And, uh, you know, um, yeah, yeah, good. I'm glad. I'm glad. Where where did you Jess? Where did you come up with the Percy name? Is that from your personal life or something? Yes, yes. I had a feeling uh, yeah. it might be. I have a little bit of Percy in me, you know, Kane. Um, <laughs> you know, <laughs> it was just a little bit, you know, ninety uh, percent only. Um, like they said, Percy's misunderstood. Um, no, uh, uh, it, it was it was just a campy name. It was, uh, you know, Percy sounds like such a pleasant fellow. You know, Percy's coming to the house. Oh, great. You know, he's going to fucking kill you and your family. Yeah, I, I mean, I did like the idea of instead of trying to use some badass name, <laughs> right. you know, Percy, and then he ends up being what he is. It's kind of. <laughs> Kind of interesting. Maybe that's how he got that way. People were, were uh, picking on him for the name right. Percy. Because he has a name that most people would say is a bitch name. But <laughs> I wouldn't. Right. I, no, wouldn't. I wouldn't either. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Kind of adds insult to injury, too, if you get beat up by Percy. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Who did that to you? This guy named Percy. And I love Come the on, fact you could have uh, beat his ass. <laughs> <laughs> you know, with Percy, one of the things I love too is with with Percy, he was he was he was cruel to women. Um, he was just picking on. You know, Percy's the type of guy who will beat up the tough guy, but he just enjoys beating up the small person too. He just he's the guy who'll pick the wings off flies and rip the heads off of humans. He does it out of school fun. He just enjoys doing it. He, well, that's me, boy. This <laughs> <laughs> uh, typecast now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And I loved it. By the way, a lot of this, a lot of the conversation in the bar with, with, with Richard and uh, Ben um, played wonderfully by Patrick Dean Hackney, by the way. That's a plug for him. He's a wonderful, wonderful actor. Bill really took that on. Or, uh, Bill, Bill improvised a lot of that. Percy's sick. He's this. And, and, and one thing that was so magic about Bill, and I call Bill a master. Like, like I've had some people say, what was it like working with Bill? You know, I want to work with him. He's a masterwork. You just give it to him, get the fuck out of the way. Um, excuse me, I got a kid here, sorry. He's uh, worse than the movie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's all right. He's he's get you. Out of yeah, you, <laughs> you get out of Bill's way. You tell Bill what you need, and then you get the hell out of his way. And Bill is an artist, and he just begins painting. The canvas is the film. And all of that dialogue, which a lot of it made in the trailer, Bill, as you see, is just him. Percy's sick. I don't want him around my daughter. I don't want to work around guns. And it was just, I get chills even now talking about it, you know, it's, it's, it's just, 
a lot of that tension uh, was all Bill. Was all Bill. His, improvis- uh, his improvisation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like Bill said, it's a fun horror movie. Uh, and and uh, right now, it, it's something. F- uh, we need some fun stuff to watch. It, it's yeah. you know not kiddish at all, so I don't want to get that impression. It's it's a horror movie, but it's also a good time. Yeah. yeah. What, what, what is everyone doing currently? Because it's a it's a weird time in in the world at the moment. Besides Kane at the beach, I guess. <laughs> I wish I was. I'll make mine quick. I'm writing another feature. I'm working on my next feature. You guys go. I'm, I'm, I'm at my house in Park City, Utah, with my wife and my oldest son right now. Both my son's uh, jobs, their offices have closed so they can work from home. So they've been here at the house in Park City. We we bought, built this house a year ago, and... We still have the house in L.A., but, you know, we're going back and forth to there and uh, just doing, you know, a couple of uh, signings here and there and looking forward to filming looking better than we thought it would by the end of the year. How about yourself, Bill? Well, I've done uh, two pictures, both in the last two months after COVID, uh, and I'm doing another picture next week. I've been to Texas, I've been to Ohio, worked in L.A. So things are starting back up. During the uh, quarantine, I started a podcast called Gothic Goodnight, which I still do when I have time. And now i got a contract with Audible to turn that into an Audible exclusive uh, audio project. And um, I started developing some merch, which I'm really into. I started an Amazon store. And uh, so I'm going to try to put some cool, the kind of cool horror novelty projects, mm-hmm. products that I would have wanted to buy when I was 14. The stuff that I would look in the back of Famous Monsters right. and EC Comics and I would say, oh, can I order that? <laughs> That's the kind of stuff I want to do. Um, uh, so, yeah, the, the quarantine, of course. Uh-oh. Uh-oh I hope we didn't lose. But if you didn't to do some things that I wanted to do. Yeah, yeah, so, briefly, but. yeah, and let me say, let me ask you, Bill, a question that I've always wondered. I don't think I've ever asked you. What did Bill Oberst Sr. do for a living? Bill Oberst Sr. is alive oh. and well awesome. and cantankerous. And he told me, <laughs> when I told him I was going to be an actor, he said, you damn well better be junior because I don't want to be confused. <laughs> <laughs> And so I have religiously used Bill Oberst Jr. <laughs> and still, still, when I do one of these weird movies, sometimes people will call daddy and they'll say, well, I heard you in another movie. And he'll be like, damn, that's not me. <laughs> that's funny. Now, you, I, I always enjoy actors that play bad guys that look fucking scary without trying to and that's you and does does the old man have a threatening scary look i have to try to look scary i think kane spitting image in 20 years i'll be him and he told me just recently just recently he he sent me a picture of himself and he said take a look at what you got to look forward to he said it ain't gonna get no prettier (laughs) next time you see him give him a little punch in the head for him. <laughs> Just tell him it's I'll from me. He, 
He won't know who I am, but just tell him it's from Kane Hodder. I'll say, who the fuck is that? I'll tell him it's it. from Percy. That's you right. know, but I, I, I don't know what your dad was like, Kane, but I, I kind of like a hard-ass father. I mean, he was a very oh, yeah. Germanic, keep-you-in-line type father. Mm-hmm. I'm glad I had it. For, for sure. Unfortunately, my dad died at a young age. He was only 62, and I hadn't even become successful in stunts yet. Because he he was like, really? You want to be a stuntman? You know nobody in the business, and you don't know how to do it. And then he died before I proved to him that it was the right, um, you know, decision. And by the way, I did a movie last year called Fanboy, or 13 Fanboy, I think it's called, or Fanboy 13. And I played myself in it. And I have a dying scene in the arms of Jennifer Banco, who is an actress that played uh, young Tina in Friday the 13th part seven. She was a little kid. She played young Tina in flashbacks. Now I'm dying in her arms. And I did a bunch of ad libbing like, like Bill does the, once again, the director was okay with me just handling the dialogue because I'm playing myself. So I'm dying, and I talked about my dad and stuff, and it it was real emotional. So, um, you know, I just wish he had been around long enough to see that I did make the right decision. But you, but see, Kane, your dad challenged you and said, "What the hell?" Mine told me he said, "You're going to end up living in a damn cardboard box," which yeah, made well, me want to say, "No, I'm not." I'll show. Oh, really? You. Uh, yeah. Yep. That was the same situation. Come on, he called me Doc. Come on, Doc. Get your degree and do something with your life. And I said, yeah, it's not for me. You'll see. But he didn't. Eh, you know, people always say, yes, he did. But, you know, I wanted him to see when he was alive. Yeah. Yeah, I'm with you, Kane. The same thing. My father passed away before him, too. And I, I often talk about that, too. It wasn't that long ago. And I'm like, man, I wish you just could have seen that I made a movie. It's not getting totally panned yet anyway. Right. <laughs> it's, it, 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 yeah, I'm, I, I hear you on that, man. Does Bill Sr. watch your movies, Bill? He? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, did, I did a thing for the asylum called Princess and the Pony, and David Latt, won't, he won't mind me talking about this. I've done like four pictures for them. <laughs> but this was like the asylum's only kid movie, and I was the villain around this carnival, and I had a mustache, but makeup wasn't always on set, and it was really hot. And, you know, we're out in, like, Pomona, and so it's, it's, it's falling off so half the time. So, anyway, Daddy watched it because he, he spends his time on Netflix, and he called me up, and he said, boy, what the hell is that pony thing? I said, it's a movie, Daddy. He said, well, if I, he said, if I couldn't do no better than that, I believe I'd just quit. <laughs> wow. He's, wow. He said – he said, what the hell happened to your mustache? I said, well, well, Daddy, the makeup, she wasn't there all the time. He said, well, I said, that's a piece of crap is what it is. So, yeah, I, I'm okay with him not watching everything. I, I understand. Yeah. Uh, yeah, keep him away from the IMDb. You don't let him leave any uh, reviews. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, the devil, the good things devils do. Uh, where can people get it? Let's see, man. Uh, so we're, we're, we can be streamed on Amazon. iTunes is coming soon, but right now Amazon. We're on Vudu. Uh, we're opening up on all the platforms: Xbox, PlayStation, Google Play. 
Um, what else? The Google Store. Uh, you can buy us on Target. Uh, I, I think you can go in and get them from Walmart and Best Buy. I'm not 100% sure on that yet. Yeah. Um, we're on most platforms. Uh, more to come. More to come. And, uh, yeah. And I, w- I would like to say to implore to fans, give it a chance. Go take a look. I may be not as scary as Oberst Jr., <laughs> but if you don't watch the movie, I will kill you. <laughs> and he's a man of his words. That's right. That's right. And I just want to also thank James Suttles, man. He was, he was supposed to be here. Bill can tell you what, what, what a great guy he is. Uh, Kane, Kane knows he's a great, you know, listen, Linnea yeah. Quigley, she was here for just a moment. Linnea Quigley and Kelly were magic. They played the, the, the funny mother, daughter, and team. Um, I just am so thankful for both of them. I'm thankful for everything Kelly's done. She was so wonderful as Caroline. Um, Kelly's also brilliant, by the way. She's not a ditz in real life. I <laughs> know. I'm like, and, um, I, people, are, some women are really put off by my character. I'm like, that was a character. I'm actually. That's good. Hard. You did your job then. Thank you. Right. Thank That's you. Right. But people like, girls are really hard on yeah. me. Yeah. Don't talk to Bill Sr. He, he... <laughs> <laughs> you know what? James Suttles, James Suttles is a subtle film. He's, he, he gets his plug. He, he's, he's wonderful. Just to antagonize my dad, I think I'm going <laughs> to. I'm going to take this movie over to him. Say, Dad, this is like a family's value, family value picture. It's about yeah. a family. A father and a daughter. You'll really like it. I've often said this is a family film. Yes. Right after Lassie and Cannibal Holocaust. <laughs> I think you should put his quote on the movie poster afterwards. Actually, actually Whatever it may be. Where the red fern grows... And old, old yeller. yeller. <laughs> yeah. Let's let's bring families down. And Cannibal Holocaust. Those are my top three, but we're rounding right out of four. Yeah. Do me a favor, don't tell Oberst Senior where I live. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I mean, Oberst Senior sounds like he's got us all. I know he's a little fire like. spoken like a man who knows my dad. And you know what? If he ever sees this, I'm gonna catch hell because he hates it when I talk about it. <laughs> I love it. This has been a pleasant Neil. So now we did a movie that everybody was pleasantly surprised by. And now this, for me, this has been a pleasant surprise. Oh, this that's always very good too. Most- I do get that every once in a while. People are like, <laughs> I, I, you know, oh, yeah. I do a lot of these and they're not, might not be the best, but I actually enjoy being on. So I always take that as a compliment. Yeah. Thank you, Neil. It was, like it a, was a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Kane. Thank you, Bill. Thank you guys. Thank you, so Jess. Thank, Thank you, Kelly. All. Thank you, Trista. Thank Thanks for now out there. Yeah. See you guys soon. See you. Good night, everybody. Thanks, everyone, for watching. Good night, everybody. Goodbye. Bye. Good night. Good night, King. Good night, Jess. Bye. From ancient terrors to the search for modern-day conspiracies, the tomb of Nick Cage is the new sound in horror rock. Uncover the mystery of old world horror for the new world order on iTunes, Amazon, and more. Where, where we should have The Tomb of Nick Cage. They're coming tonight! Mostly! They're coming tonight! Mostly! They're coming tonight! Mostly! They're coming tonight! Mostly! Find out on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. The Tomb of Nick Cage. They're coming tonight!